Welcome to Origin Gate. This is Wisdom's Echo. My name is Lindy Masters with your thought for the day. Thank you so much for joining in and listening all over the world. It's such an honor to have this platform to speak to you. Today, I want to talk a little bit about praying for those who are in authority. This is not necessarily a um, popular message. And so, uh, you know, because of what's going on in the world at the moment, we tend to not want to be praying for anybody in authority. But you know what? This is a spiritual principle that happens here. One of the things that I was very strong on was about living above the sun. And um, I've spoken about it before, and I will possibly touch on it again today. But let me just read the scripture to you out of 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1 and 2. Therefore, I exhort first of all all that's uh, first of all that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and all who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. Very interesting that we need to pray for them. Um, and he's, he, he admonishes us to pray for them, all those who are in authority. Now, some of you might be going, well, you don't know what it's like to be in my job with my um, boss or my country with my leader. But listen to Romans chapter 13, verse 1, let every soul be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God. And the authorities that exist are appointed by God. Goodness me, this is a tough scripture. Therefore, whoever resists the authority resists the ordinance of God, and those who resist will bring judgment on themselves. So I was really pondering on this scripture because sometimes we have rulers and we think, Lord, have mercy, save us, please, from these rulers. But I also began to realize sometimes we get what we've, not what we deserve, but perhaps we get what we haven't covered and prayed for and, and governed and done what we had to do. You know, there was a country that uh, they overran their, their tyrant of a leader and all the intercessors around the world had been praying for decades for this to happen. And when it happened, they all were high-fiving, slapping themselves on the back. But then a worse tyrant came in. And the leader of this prayer movement went to Yahweh and said, why did this terrible person come in? We got rid of one and a worse one came in. And the response was that you stop praying. And I thought, wow, there's something about us who, when we pray and we try to bring out down governments and we try to bring down despotic rulers, then we walk around going, well, look what we did. And we don't actually fill that gap with something else. And the problem is that when we do pray for people to come into leadership, we pray for our political affiliation. And yet there is something about staying above the sun, which changes the way we would do that. Now, Romans chapter 13, verse 1, you know, let every soul be subject to the governing authorities. For there is no authority except from God, and the authorities that exist are appointed by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authority resists the ordinances of God. And it also one of the scriptures says the powers, uh, those that are in power. The word power is the, those who rule or government or power of judicial decisions. And so when we sit squarely under the sun, which is where the cacophony of the noise um, of 
the, the morality of man sits, then we start to do things that maybe are not godly. Like if I read a couple of scriptures from Ecclesiastes 4 verse 1, then I returned and considered all the oppression that is done under the sun and look the tears of the oppressed, but they have no comforter. Verse 3 says, yet better than both is he who has never existed, who has not seen the evil work that is done under the sun. Verse 7 says, then I returned and I saw vanity under the sun. So there's many scriptures that come from verse uh, chapter 2, chapter 4, chapter 5 that speak above the sun. And we need to have a look at this whole issue of being uh, under the sun because there is immorality, there is all the vanity, there is all the stuff that is the oppression, the stuff that's going on below the sun. And so as those of us who are born again from above, we have to learn how to come above the noise and the cacophony and go through the veil of his flesh. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 19 says that we have a new and living way by which we enter in and it is through the veil of his flesh where we can come into the throne of grace and have boldness to come in and enter by the blood of the Lamb. So we have access now through the blood and through the veil, and this is the place we should live in, where we are constantly sitting above the sun. And, and then we can say, like Jesus said, I only do what I hear my Father doing. And when we are looking in our political arena, and we might be very political and we look around us, we want to start governing politically, and we want one party out, we want another party in. I would like to suggest sometimes that this is below the sun. This is the cacophony of the noise, of the vanities, of the oppressions. Um, and of the things that are done below the sun. When we're above the sun and we say, Father, we pray that you would bring the right person in. It doesn't even have to be my party or even a Christian. It has to be someone who is good for the nation, who has good government, who has good governance, who understands economies and who can bring our nation to a place of prosperity. Then the people prosper. Then we can pray for their salvation. But we get very party political. But this is all for me below the sun. This is just my own personal um, point of view. Um, I was just recently with my foster child. I have a child who is um, a Zulu boy. And we've had him in our family for 15 years. And this year he's turning 21. So he'll have been with us for 16 years. And I've struggled to get um, an identity document for him, which I believe is your basic human right. But... Um, not knowing his mother and not knowing her name and not being able to secure a death certificate was impossible to get the identity document. And then a very, very absent father who, when he was on the scene, refused to give us the birth certificate um, for this child. And so it's been a real struggle. He wasn't able to finish school. He can't get a, a license to drive. He can't get a bank card because he doesn't have an identity document. And eventually I said, yeah, we have got to do this thing. So I um, managed to secure his birth certificate, um, and the original birth certificate, and off we went to go to the, what in our country we call the Department of Home Affairs, to go and get his identity document in. And we went on the first day and literally stood in the queue, left at five in the morning, stood in the queue at six o'clock for six and a half hours and didn't even move one step forward. This was bizarre. The next day we went again. He went with a friend and they went at five o'clock in the morning. They were in the queue at five o'clock in the morning and they were, I don't know, a hundred and something in the queue and they didn't even move a step. So on the third day, they went at three o'clock in the morning. Now people had camped out there since midnight and he was number 20 in the queue. And they phoned me about nine o'clock and said, come over, you're going to have to sign papers. So I came over and 
watched as his number 20 in the queue became number 30, number 40, number 50, and number 60 in the queue as people were paying bribes to get in front of him. Now, I have a very strong prophetic nature, and I think sometimes we think that when we have a prophetic nature, we have to prophesy the future. But actually, prophetic natures generally are about getting justice for nations, justice for people, um, and in some cases, prophesying the future. Uh, nowadays, prophets tend to be all about just telling you all the great things that are going to happen in your future and, and you know, sort of fortune-telling. Um, whereas in the Old Testament, often it would be to warn, to bring justice, to bring change. And I'm standing in the queue and my prophetic nature is kicking in horrendously. And I'm wanting to start kicking off. And in, in Zimbabwe, when we lived there, they had a name for me, which was Mama Kataza. Mama Kataza means mother trouble. And my mother trouble was kicking in. And I wanted to stand up and start going, you do this and you can't do that. And get these queues in order. Get those people out the queue. And I started wanting to really just uh, govern and, and, and freak out and pull everybody into line. And I knew I could do it. You know, here was this woman running up and down like a banshee, shouting and yelling and saying, move that line forward. What are you doing getting in that line? And and I felt the Holy Spirit really prod me. And I was standing with hundreds of people. And again, this is not just, you know, to stand in a queue for days and days and days from three in the morning to get an identity document, which is your basic human right. And I'm standing in the queue um, with uh, hundreds of people. There's no toilet facilities. There's no bathroom facilities. There's no places to throw your your, your rubbish. Um, you know, peels of bananas were flying and oh, it was awful. And babies in the queue and it's just wrong. Everything was wrong about it. And I was really starting to do the whole injustice thing. And I feel Holy Spirit selling deeps. And so I just stilled and quieted my soul and I went above the sun, which is for me that stepping through that veil of his flesh and stepping into the peace and the tranquility of the realms of his kingdom. And I spoke to the Father and I said, Lord, I can change it. I can change it. I know I can. I can bring uh, sense into these cues and I can make sure that they, they operate properly and we can stop this. And the Lord said to me, yes, you can. And you will change it for today, but you will not change it for tomorrow or the next day or the next day. And I thought, oh, he's absolutely right. So I said, so what do you want me to do? Now I'm standing there and this guy that's standing with me from this organization, he's talking and talking and I'm doing the, yep, mm-hmm, yep, mm-hmm, but I'm really not engaging with him because I'm really engaging above the sun. I said, Father, what do I do? He said, you engage with you, with, with um, the realms of the kingdom so that when you get in there, the documentation you have will be sufficient. That's all you've got to do. And I was like, oh, really? I could do so much more. I can change this. And again, he said to me, you can't, you will, you will change it today, but you won't change it tomorrow because it's an endemic thing in the government. You've got to get a mandate from me to deal into government. And Lindy, I haven't given that to you. That's not your mandate. So again, just because you can see something doesn't mean it's your business, doesn't mean you have to do anything about it. And I'm speaking to all of you prophetic people who are listening. Just because you can see it prophetically does not mean that you have to do something about it. You must go above the sun and see what the Father is saying. And so I began to engage with the Father for favor, began to talk to faith and, and just a whole lot of stuff that I was doing in the spirit. And when we finally got to the queue, we were 60th in the queue instead of 20th, we got inside. I'm like, thank you, Lord, we're inside. That was at three o'clock in the afternoon, 12 hours in the queue. And then they called me and she said, have you got a court order? I said, nope. Have you got the mother's death certificate? I said, nope. She said, what do you have? I said, I have three little pages here from the social services. This is a social service uh, case, and I have their letter. 
And she just looked at me. She said, looked at the letter. She said, have you uploaded it? I said, I have. I said, here's his birth certificate and here's my identity document. That's all I had. And she looked at me. She said, go get your fingerprints taken. Took my copy of my identity document, took his fingerprints and we were done. And I said, I was almost like, uh, is there anything else you need from me? Because we have been trying this, people. We have been trying this for six years. And she said, nope, that's fine. You're good. We'll send you a notification when it's ready. And I was like, oh, my word. Oh, my word. And we left. And I looked at my boy and I said, we've done it, honey. And he said, mom, I am happy. I just, I'm just really tired. I've been in the queue for 12 hours every day for three days. But we've done it. We've done it. Now, here's the thing. I could have done something about the queues, the chaos, the, the crazy stuff outside and yelled at the government and said, I can't believe this pathetic government. I can't believe they've done this to their very own people. Or I could have stilled and quieted my soul and gone above the noise of the Sun, the the cacophony of the world below the sun, the the inc- the corruption and the the inconsistencies of governments, the the rules, the things that don't work, and say, Father, what do you want me to do? And in the world at the moment, I really feel this is a very necessary message because some of us get panicky, we're frightened of what's going on, of legislations, of things that are happening. Yahweh's got this. He's got people who are in government positions who can bring change to systems. He has got this. He doesn't necessarily have to bring Christian parties in. He's just got to bring people in who have a righteous value, who go, no, we, I, I want this country to succeed and I'll do it the right way. Whether it's in Christianity or not, it's irrelevant. That we need when, when you have a cruel and an evil leader, the people cry. When you have one that is good, the people are happy. There is peace in the land and we want peace in our land. So today I want to encourage you to pray for those in authority. Don't pray that God would kill them. Pray for those in authority that they would be blessed, that they would do the right thing, that they would, they would operate well. And then when you have a mandate from from above the sun, from the realms of his kingdom, then by all means do it. And we have before done that. And we asked for corruption to be exposed. And it was, oh my word, it was crazy as it be, and it still is, as the corruption is being exposed day after day after day. But then other things, yeah, we said, don't touch that. That is not your business. I've got this. Pray for them. Pray for them. And I want to encourage you today for, to pray for those who are in power, those who are ruling, those are, who are in government, those who Yahweh has put in authority in your nation. And Yahweh would just touch them, bless them, and he would you know, strengthen them to rule the countries well. And if they need to leave, then pray that Yahweh would bring in someone with a good, righteous value that would come in and begin to rule the country well. And never overstep your mark. Don't go and do what you shouldn't be doing. Don't go and govern what isn't yours. Just because you have a sense of injustice, it's not. it might not be your business. I was exhausted in the evening because I spent the whole day pulling myself above the sun and then dipping below the sun and pulling myself above the sun and dipping below the sun. It's not fair. And I want to say to you, there's an easier way. Just rest in Yahweh. He sees everything. He has got this. So today I want to bless you. I want to bless your countries, your nations. I want to bless where you are in whatever country you're in, that Yahweh would give you peace as you live above the sun and you pray for those who he has put in authority around you.